Well, welcome to another episode of Satisfying Static. Hello, hello. The count-in is always so awkward. <laughs> it is. We just stare at each other while <laughs> it counts down five from five. whole seconds. <laughs> and it's like Mississippi seconds. It's like one Mississippi, <laughs> two Mississippi. It's painful. It's painful. It is. It is. But here we are. Here we are. Housekeeping. Uh, we are sorry that we missed this last week. Coming back from Disney was hectic, and I just needed to be a vegetable, truthfully. So. And exhausting. I saw those steps you guys walked. Woof. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I knew Disney was a commitment, but holy, you guys are brave for, I don't think my feet could have made it. <laughs> On Friday, it was like 12 and a half miles. Jeez. It was nuts. It was nuts. Yeah, that's all day on your feet. That's so hard. I mean, I'm I'm glad you had fun. It looked amazing. It looked like Olivia enjoyed herself, which I was like excited for because I know it wasn't her thing. It really isn't her thing still. So she like was very nice and very gracious and I love her so much. And <laughs> she was like, yeah, this is okay. I'm like, you're not a <laughs> Disney adult. This is fine. <laughs> Yeah, her her go-to phrase was it, it was cute. It's cute. Oh, I thought yeah, that's probably it's probably going to be me for a lot of things. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I was like, isn't this a blast? And she's like, mm, "It was fine. <laughs> it was nice to be on a vacation with you." Um oh. <laughs> I was like, "Great. So we're never coming back here." I was like, "I think if I went 3 times a year, I'd be satisfied." And she's like, "Three. Wow. I know." Three times a year is a lot of amusement park. I that's well. So here's the thing: you have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, and then you have the Christmas Party, and then you need to go on a regular off-season time. Oh, okay, I do understand that logic for Disney adults, but like <laughs> Halloween and Christmas does seem like a nightmare of a time to go. Um, my friends are trying to convince me to go in February. Yeah, it's a pretty decent time to go. And there's no major holidays in February, except New England schools have a February break. Mm. So just avoiding that break, you'll be all right. Oh, we're going in February. Are you though? Well. Okay then. <laughs> I told Olivia, I think we should still go, even if her friends don't. So we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, I know you said that, but I'm not, I'm no longer banking on that. But my friends are now all have found out that I've never been to Disney and it's like they're on a mission. They're like, we're going, we're going, we're going, you we're going to go. Yeah, you, have to. you guys like, are like. 30 minutes away. You have to go. Literally. They're all like, what? And I was like, I didn't grow up here, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I didn't grow up 30 minutes away from a huge park. I didn't. I'm sorry. It was like a regular summer adventure for all of you, but not me. <laughs> That's it for me from housekeeping. I have literally nothing else going on. Yeah. I guess really me either. Oh, I do have a termite problem. Did I did I mention that? Oh, yeah. My, my literal housekeeping. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm just like every couple of days I find like one or two and I called my landlord again. He's going to come out and like spot spray again. But he was just like, he was just like, you can't, you can't get rid of them. They're just termites that they're, they're swarming. And I was like, yeah, I see that. Uh, can we like do something about it though? You can't spot spray for termites. It's like a full tenting murderous endeavor. And it's not just my apartment. Right. You said that. Yeah. They're swarming in, in all of the apartments on the second floor. So I'm assuming it has to be happening on the lower floor as well. So yeah, I mean, I I talked to him yesterday. It's just like the same old thing. He's just this older guy in his 80s who owns like three buildings and will like never really fix anything. So we're going to pray for me now. We're starting to pray. <laughs> Here's the thing. If one of your walls collapses, 
who has to pay for that? Right. Or that's the thing. Like, okay, so if they do tent and I need to move out for three days, who pays for that? And where the fuck do I go? And I have Murray, like, I'm trying not to stress about it right now because that's not what's happening. Do you have renter's insurance? I do have renter's insurance. Oh, yeah. good call. Yeah. There might be some stuff baked into those policies to cover these kinds of things. I'll have to look. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'll have to look. But yeah, that's what he had said that a few years ago they tented the building and like everyone had to move out for three days. And I was like, oh, good. I have a cat who screams all night if he can't go outside. This <laughs> so- already happened once? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said wow. like like three years ago. Oh, no wonder he doesn't want anything to do with tenting again. It's expensive and he just did it. Right. So yeah, so that's been fun. The worst of it obviously already happened, but like, yeah, literally every every time it gets really hot, which like yesterday was like 86, today it's going to be like 84, um, I find like a few and I keep thinking they're dead. I'll be like, oh God, did I not sweep one up? And then I'll like sweep it and it'll start moving. I'm like, oh my God, no, no, where? No. Oh my God. Did you set out mouse traps? I don't have a mouse. That was a, a fluke. There was no, there was no mouse poop. There's no mouse poop. Everything is still looking good. So no mouse, just the termites. <laughs> Got it. For those of you, we didn't record that part, but we had oh, yeah. an off-air conversation where Maggie found a black fuzz that looked an <laughs> awful lot like a mouse poop. I straight up panicked and so did Christine. <laughs> I was like, great, more traps, more traps immediately. Yeah, but no, I I checked everything. I've been like cleaning nonstop. There's no other evidence of any mice. I haven't heard anything, nothing like that. So I did not put out traps. I think I'm good there, but the termites are absolutely still a problem. Oh my God. And that is just the fact that they're swarming is just making me more and more nervous. But I'm trying to stay optimistic about it. The maintenance guy's supposed to come by today to spot spray by my windows. And I'm going to walk him around the building and be like, Bill, <laughs> Bill, look, look at, look at my neighbor's screen. Do you see this, these dozens de- of dead termites trying to crawl through the screen holes? It's happening in the whole building. <laughs> like, yeah, bud. The entire building is, is having issues. So TBD on that. I don't know what's going to happen, but right now I'm just killing them when I see them and keeping my landlord updated. Rough. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. After Right after we recorded that episode, me and Olivia went into the bedroom and there's this spot in a corner that's like got clearly some like humidity type bubbling in the paint. And Olivia's like, what is that? And I was like, might be termite damage, honestly. I should really look into this. <laughs> Oh no, I've got yeah. you. Well, that's hypochondria isn't the word for that, but I've got you paranoid about termites now. Well, and for those of you in Massachusetts listening, there's this new invasive species. It's finally made landfall in Massachusetts. It's a lanternfly. I think it's like a black and red spotted lanternfly. Google it, and if you see that thing, smash it, kill it, kill it immediately. Okay. It's a terrible invasive species came from China and it's like really wrecking a bunch of other stuff. And so literally the environmental agencies on pretty much the entire East Coast are like, murder, kill them, (laughs) kill all of them. Okay. Apparently they've been ravaging New York for a while and Mm. there's been some posts on the internet about people taking their kids to Central Park and just letting them go ham, killing these bugs. So. Oh my God. That's kind of funny. Wow, but also means that they're literally everywhere. No, like literally everywhere. I see if I can look up a picture for you. I so don't like looking at bugs. I love that like 
this whole conversation creeps me out so much and currently at work I'm working on a client that is a exterminator so like oh all, yeah all day long at work we've been having conversations about like what do people do when they find a bug infestation I'm like well you call your landlord <laughs> yeah so these things oh gross okay they're huge I mean they're like little tanks they're huge that is not you called it a fly. That is not what I was like. Then they fly. They're flying bugs. Gross. They have wings. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me show you a profile view. They're they look as big as like a stink bug. Yeah, they're probably as robust as a stink bug. Like same category of bug, probably. They look very similar to a stink bug, but pr- pr- more colorful. I don't know their genus, but yeah. For everyone who can't see the pictures, that's what I'm seeing is a, a red red and black spotted stink bug. <laughs> Yeah, and basically you're supposed to smash and twist because apparently just one smash they'll stay alive. You gotta really, you gotta really grind in there. Oh, they really got some armor on them. Huh? Yeah, they're hard to kill. Yeah. So anyway, invasive species are bad. For those yeah. of you that don't know, invasive species invade things, and it's why people give a shit in the airport when you try and take home plants and other things because you'll ruin ecosystems. So stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also like heavy, heavy laws about that when you're driving into California from anywhere. Yep. 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 Which I didn't realize. So I moved out here. I was like, what? There's like a checkpoint? Yeah. Like your natural parks and stuff. They like check all of your stuff. They're like, you cannot bring these other things in here. You'll ruin our ecosystem. Well, like and into the state of California, depending on certain highways, like there is a checkpoint, like they'll they'll go through your stuff and you have to declare if you have any like fruit or anything you're bringing in from other states because we grow a lot of produce here. We can't have you fucking it up. (laughs) For real. For real. (laughs) Another invasive species called the emerald ash borer has almost decimated all of the ash trees in like North America. Oh no. Yeah, bad news because ash baseball bats are the best kind of baseball bat. It's bad news. <laughs> oh, God. So self-serving. All right. <laughs> I I only know that because I went, my ex and I went to the Louisville, Kentucky Slugger Museum. Is that a good museum? I've always kind of wanted to go to that and then I'm like I don't even care about baseball. Like why do I why would I want to do that? It was really cool to see how they make the bats and to see like all these different like bat preferences of people and you got to hold some fancy okay. bats and it was it was cool. It was cool. Interesting. Right. I recommend it if you're in the area. Don't go to Louisville to only go to that. I like Louisville. Don't knock Louisville. I like Louisville. I almost moved there. That was on the list when Stop. I was living with my ex. Yeah. No. Nope. When I was living with my ex of seven, eight years that we wanted to get out of Chicago and we could never agree on anywhere, but Louisville was one of the places we could agree on. No. Literally, no. I, I, First of all, Kentucky state law for PAs is awful. Kentucky is awful. Let's be Kentucky honest. Kentucky sucks. Yeah, <laughs> Kentucky sucks. They're not great. We went down for a music festival and we had to find stuff to do on either day of the music festival around the festival. So we went to the Slugger Museum. Cool. That sounds fun. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> we needed that last one. That last note was necessary. Love it. <laughs> Ancestor or Ancestor. Oh, wow. That's a, whoa. Okay. That's a weird one on today, November 1st, Day of the Dead that we're recording. <laughs> oh, right. That. <laughs> Woo! I got chills. I got chills. They're multiplying. <laughs> well, obviously, that made me think of Day of the Dead, uh, which is today. And I've been on a little spiritual kick because for those of you who don't know this about me, Maggie likes crystals and tarot cards and witchy shit so witchy shit so you know me every once in a while i'll get on my kick about the moon and whatnot ancestors definitely has been something that's just been on my mind a lot lately as i've been like trying to 
focus on me and just like go on my little healing journey and stuff. But today for sure, I woke up and I was like, oh shit, it's the day of the dead. I should probably do something to honor my ancestors somehow today. So I lit a candle and I said, thank you. We called it a day. (laughs) You lit a candle. You said, thank you. And we called it a day. That's cool. That's cool. That's really all it takes. Like people, I don't mean, I don't know how people think about it, but like, it's really not that difficult. Like it's the same concept in Christianity, literally, where if you walk into a church and light a candle to someone who passed and you say a prayer and you leave, like that's literally all you're doing. So, so that's what I did. I said I lit a candle and I said thank you, and I was like, okay, I've honored my ancestors today on this day of reverence. That's great. I uh, I, I don't honor my ancestors very often. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I can tell your uh, anti candle lighting says there. They know too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. I bet they do. It is a wild thought though that we will be in the category of an ancestor at mm-hmm. some point. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. This is a hard, you're talking to the wrong person. You know, I'm about to get extra spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just like, I don't know, even if you don't have a child, like if you have siblings who have children, you're in their echelon of ancestors. And it's just like, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and to me, like, yes, I agree. It's going to be a weird feeling, but I also am the type of person that believes like, I've been an ancestor or like I ha- like that's an experience I've had in the other world before and like I'm just here right now and then when we go back to wherever the hell we're going like I'm still an ancestor I'm just back <laughs> that's hilarious have you ever watched it was a show on like TLC or Discovery so you know it's a really good television. obviously yeah where they talk to these Top kids notch. who are like adamant about their past lives I don't know that I've seen any of those I definitely watch those shows where it's like kids who are psychic oh and like their parents don't know what to do with them so they have like an actual psychic come in and like sit down and talk to them and and then all of a sudden they just like feel much better so I've seen those is that similar um ish I think we've talked about this on this podcast before so listeners I'm sorry that you're hearing us repeat stories but that's how our conversations go yeah this is not the first time this has happened so (laughs) yeah well and it's funny one of our first episodes was about termites and so I know that we've already done this so Sorry about it. Yeah, it was about storage lockers and termites, I think. Oh my god, okay. So anyway, I remember watching this years ago, and it was about this little boy who was adamant that he was on the Titanic. Adamant. I mean, you could not, from the age of three, he was adamant that he was on the Titanic. Like, before he had ever seen the movie, before he had ever, like, interacted with any of the media. So they were like, all right, cool, he must have seen it somewhere. We'll just... We'll lean in. And he got this like CD-ROM game where like you toured the Titanic and he was like, that's not right. That was over there. He was like, that's not right. No, like I'm telling you that this game is not correct. From three years old until about six. And then at six, he like forgets that he did most of that stuff. Doesn't really understand why he's like super into Titanic stuff. He's like, I'm kind of over that phase of my life, whatever. But for three years, he was adamant that he had been on this ship. Yeah. I mean, well, how do you feel about those things? Because obviously, you know me, I'm going to be like, well, because the shipbuilder was with him and it's easier for spirits to talk to children. So that's why a lot of times you hear these things out of children. And as they get older, they lose connection. And so it goes away. I totally buy that in a past life, he was 
some version of that. Here's my thing. Okay, so here, okay, hang on, back up. Yeah. Reincarnation, right? It's mm-hmm. tough to wrap your head around from a logistic standpoint because you're like, we are having exponential growth of humans, right? Like we have more humans. So where are these like soulish things coming from? Because obviously it's not just a human recycling. Here's my take. I think it's because as we have grown, we have eliminated other nature type species. And now those plants and those animals are reincarnating into humans. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting take. I like I like that. I just for me it's it's not like a, a one to one. Like it's not oh, okay. it's not like I die, go up and then I come straight back. Like there's always going to be like a a gaggle of people up there doing their thing for as long as they need to before they come back. So it's not like you die and you get reincarnated the next day. Like you die and you go do your thing and you decide when it's time for you to come back. How do you reconcile there being more humans though? Well, there can be a few reasons for that. I mean, like there doesn't, you're thinking there's like an, a limited number of souls or that new souls can't be created or that souls can't split. I think that's the piece that I don't, I don't, because we don't know how souls are created in general. I don't know right. the sauce for that, that I'm right. like, I assume that we were right. made in the Big Bang because we do believe in science in the house, right? Sure. The Big Bang happened. And I guess I have a hard time wrapping my mind around that more of them are still being created. Though I understand the galaxy is still stretching and expanding. Right, exactly. That was going to be my point, yeah. Is it still stretching and expanding? So is it hard to believe that souls could also be stretched to split or new ones created as different atoms collide? Because then there's also like, if you get deeper into spirituality, there's this concept of like twin souls, which are is one soul that got split and came down back to earth in two separate bodies. And they spend most of their lives like trying to find each other to reconnect and in that way like it is one soul but there's still two humans here and when when they die they'll reconnect as one back up wherever the fuck they go i'm not gonna lie the fact of being half of somebody else's soul and walking around trying to find them sounds terrible yeah i agree (laughs) i'm not a fan of that concept but that already right there like if that's a theory that can be proven then already you have one soul that can split into two if not infinitely we don't know that that's fair that's fair so yeah i do believe the kid i believe that the kid was this guy in a past life i also am like kind of a believer that like your birthmarks might be from previous trauma Ooh, i like that theory too i do i am kind of a believer of that as well i'm like convinced because where my birthmarks are they are on my on my left upper back in such a way that if i had been shot there they look like bullet holes and if i had been shot there i would have died it would have gone through my heart yeah and i'm like yeah that's how i died that's absolutely how i died last time yeah i mine's on my head like right here and it's like gnarly so like i i always think that too i'm like damn hmm, someone really got me <laughs> or something i guess but yeah that's an interesting yeah. theory i do i do also agree with that my tattoo artist saw a hypnotist and cuz he's like i was having dreams that i was like in the Davy Crockett era and I was like trading with natives and he's like and I kept having these fucking dreams he's like I don't understand I didn't get it so I went and saw a hypnotist and he hypnotized me and we recorded the session and basically he's like I was a fur trader in my past life (laughs) he had like a full-blown under hypnotic like under hypnosis conversation with this guy about who he previously was where he previously was he's convinced that he was a fur trader in the early 1800s which is like cool whatever (laughs) Yeah, I mean, very possible. I do think that 
like all of that is very possible. Um, so I think it's interesting having the conversations, but I know a lot of times like I try to be, I don't know, cautious because like I know people think that we're crazy like I know people are listening to this like these people are fucking insane oh I'm sure I'm sure and I'm like I yeah I am totally I am I have a stem degree I am 100% science and fact based but I also because of that I'm like yeah there's not probably one entity controlling what happens right so like let's look outside of religion and like let's be honest guys none of us know what happens yeah until you get there Right. There have been multiple people that have died. We've brought them back and they report seeing nothing but black. There's others who report floating above their heads and bodies and seeing things happen. There are others who report a bright light. I mean, it's it's all so different. Everybody, all of those versions, report feeling an overwhelming sense of calm and peace, which I find, I don't know, very comforting in yeah. my mind. I'm like, cool. So there's not a lot of that panic, which is what everybody describes, right? right? They're like, no, you're going to panic and you're freak out. I'm like, I've even heard that drowning, you become extremely calm once it actually starts to take over, which is like kind of great. And like, who knows? Maybe when we die, we literally just close our eyes and never open them again. And our consciousness truly does just fizzle. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah. I I don't know. We don't know. That's why it's like the last unknown and why all this stuff is made about it and written about it, about what happens because none of us know. Yeah. And we're humans. We like answers. We like to understand. We like to make meaning of things. And it's difficult because this is something we'll never truly have an answer for until it's time. Right. Yeah. You'll never know. You'll never know. And it's like when I think about dying, I'm not sad about me dying. I'm sad about leaving everybody else behind and I'm sad for them having to deal with losing someone like that's the part that is hard for me I'm not so much about like me dying I'm like yeah I'm not worried about the pain that I'm gonna feel yeah or not or whatever right like I'm worried about all the all the ancillary stuff anyway wild that is so interesting but yeah I mean it's like if you look at any spiritual stuff like children are just a lot closer to that world So it's a lot easier for them to remember and get in tune. And that's why a lot of times children are creepy because it's like, are you talking to ghosts? They are. They're always talking to ghosts. It's probably not an imaginary friend. Get over yourself. My my ex's nephew was like that, man. The one who got haunted after using the Ouija board. My (sighs) nephew was like that. We would literally be in the living room and he'd be at two, three years old and he'd point to the corner and he would just start talking to this entity that wasn't there. And you were like, who are you talking to? And he would make up some gibberish word and point. And we're like, you know whole words. What is happening right now? We were convinced he was seeing ghosts. Convinced. Yeah. I, I mean, like, of course, little kids have big imaginations. And some of them definitely just have imaginary friends. But little kids are portals to the other world. Oh, no. <laughs> be, oh, no. Be wary. <laughs> so whenever little kids say something that is really creepy and weird, I always pay attention. I'm like, oh, okay, we need to light some incense and get you out of this house. Oh, so weird. So weird. I, I Ancestors also reminds me of that scene from Mulan. Oh, that's a, such a good movie. <laughs> yeah. When they're in the little thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're they're in the little scene. temple, and Mushu rings the gong to wake up all the ancestors, and they all have a nice chat about how they should help control Mulan's life. Uh, <laughs> it's just, just you know, not ideal. But the but the 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 scene was good. It's yeah, fun. It's yeah, nice. and it's a great movie. Also, great great wrap up for this whole conversation because that's a great scene of like honoring your ancestors, and then also understanding that your ancestors are always fucking around in your life for some reason. Right. Right. And you might get a Mushu and not a stone dragon, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) I guess until next time. (laughs) 